what is discipline? That's what it is right there. Just nonstop study, nonstop prayer, nonstop. It doesn't stop no matter how old or how scholarly you think you are. You are a student. You're not You're not the teacher. You're not a pro, and you never will be. You're always learning, always yearning to get better. Hello guys, this is Zach and we are at Unscripted Scripture. If you are here, if you're a first time listener, sit back and relax and listen. Just enjoy the show. If this is your second or third time listening, uh, why haven't you hit the subscribe button yet? Give us a little bit of a subscribe. And if it's more than three and you haven't rated or reviewed us, I think you should rate and review us. How about it, Jack? That sounds awesome. (laughs) Uh, That was my co-host, Jack. Hey. And we are here. Jack, we are sitting outside right now. We're in the great wilderness. The wind is blowing. The dogs are barking. The birds birds are chirping. chirping. Oh! There's a coyote. Did you hear it? Oh, is that it? That was me. No, that was me. Oh, that was you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could do some... (gasps) What's that? Uh, it was supposed to be a turkey, but I don't think it was. Where are we? <laughs> Where are we? Abby is um, here with us, our producer, Abby. She's waving Yay. right now to the microphones. You can't see it because this is a podcast. There's no viewing. But right after <laughs> this, Jack, we're going to go on Instagram and we're going to do a live. Whoa, that's going to be fun. First, The first time y'all are seeing our face while we're doing a show. Well, we're not doing a show, but we're seeing our face. With the mics in front of us. That's pretty cool. Yeah, get it together, Jack. All right. Know what we're doing here, okay? All right, but yeah. Um, Jack. Yes. Special question for you. What's your favorite flower? Flower? Since we're outside. Um, man. Do you know many flowers? Yeah, I know some flowers. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Daisies? Do you like daisies? No. Kind of lame. What is your girlfriend Jenna like? Oh, no. Jack! (laughs) Jack, that's an important... No, nah, she likes any kind of flower. Okay. Colorful flowers. Okay. I like I like red flowers. Like if I'm walking in a greenery, because I do that often, okay. I'll look at the red flowers. Or if I'm going to a nursery, I'll look at the red flowers. Okay, sounds good. So are you one of those trendy know. guys, like last year when COVID hit, no. going to nurseries was a no. big thing, especially here in Lancaster, PA, like... Like, all these girls would go to a nursery and get flowers, but they would get their picture taken inside of a greenhouse. No, that wasn't me. You only, weren't? I, only, no? I went to greenhouses when my mom said, Jack, let's go to the greenhouse. I'm oh. Like, all right. Mama's I did boy. Like, I, did like, I do like the smell coming into greenhouses and all yeah. the flowers and the plants. I love smelling smelling them. I can get that. Yeah. I would have been a bee in a, in a previous life. Okay. Yeah. Is it the fertilizer, though, that you like, or is it just no, the, flowers? the flowers? I think <laughs> the it's the fertilizer. fertilizer. <laughs> the manure, is that what you mean? Like, no, <laughs> no, no, like the no. actual fertilizer. No, I like the flowers. Oh, boy. All right, well, oh. well, we're talking about flowers because it, it's a good transition into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And that's discipline. Plants. Oh. You need to have um, discipline um, in order to plant yourself. Um, and bloom. Okay, I can see it. No, I just, yeah, pulled that out of my butt. Whatever. Um. No, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. discipline. Um, I think that's a, that's a good thing that we touched on a lot in previous podcasts as well. We, you know, we looked at self-control. Um, and then last week we talked about culture and we talked about the, the things that are 
our world deems as uh, appropriate and things that we see every day and um, how that kind of tempts us and leads us astray. And so the ever more need for discipline is huge uh, as a Christian and in in the world. So it's cool that we're talking about this like right off the heels of culture. Right. Because I think we got a good response from culture and we had some people reach out to us saying they, they enjoyed it a lot. So I think this will be a cool one to get into today yeah you got you fans are awesome man we're our views are well i guess our listens they're not views our listens are you can call them whatever doing really yeah. well i think april was our best month yet was it it was cool. our best month yeah and we were flying high on that month that's awesome um so thank you listeners uh you're doing great yeah um we're gonna keep on doing our stuff and you yeah. guys can keep on trying to make us look good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't do that ourselves. Right. Well, Abby does a little bit. Abby, Abby knows does, how to make Kelly us look do good. That. Yeah, well, right. and Jenna, and yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, whole team, except for Zach and I. Right, okay. They know that, Jack. We don't have to tell them. <laughs> All right. All right, but me and Jack, so we have this book, um... I started reading it. I actually got it. I'm going to take all the credit for this, by the way. That's okay. Um... It's true. I was at breakfast with my, uh... Well, he's my father-in-law now. He wasn't at the time. Um, he was just my girlfriend's dad. And uh, we were talking about discipline. And he's, I said, oh, that's something I really want to work on. And as you guys know, I'm not a good reader. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Have you heard me read the <laughs> Bible verses? Um, yeah. So what we did was uh, he's like, oh, there's this book out there, this small book. And I went home and I just searched discipline at, on Amazon and... I found this book. It's a discipline of a godly man. I don't think it's the book he was talking about, but it was still. <laughs> I still ordered it anyways because it looked good, and I started reading it. And my dad came in my room one night, and he's like, "Zach, where'd you get that book?" And I was like, "I ordered it online." He's like, "I'm pretty sure I have the exact same book." So I went down to our bookcase and I saw it there, and I was like, oh, "Are you kidding?" I just spent eight. $12 on a book. I, yeah. I'm a pretty cheap guy. I like to save money. Um, so I was pretty upset, but I was like, oh, I got a, I got a buddy named Jack. Um, That's me. Maybe he'll want to read the book. So Jack's like, oh, yeah, give me that book. I want to read it. Um, I think I only got to uh, uh, a th- not even a third of the way through. How far did you get? I'm in, uh, let's see. I could actually tell you. Uh I'm like almost halfway. Ah, oh, see. Yeah, I have. This is time, why though. I didn't want to give Jack the book because I knew <laughs> he would finish it before me and spoil everything. I it's it's a really cool man. It's awesome. I loved it a lot. Yeah, so I'm taking my good old time with it though. I know. Discipline of a godly man is what it's called. Um, Jack and I, we for it's been since like winter time. We said we should do one on discipline. We should yeah. do a podcast on discipline, and um. It's only now we kept on pushing it off because I don't know why if it was just because we wanted to get through the book more or we just didn't have, I don't know. I think it's a topic that there's a lot to it for men especially. Um, and I think that's why you and I had a lot of discernment around it and wanting to wanting to speak on it right, wanting to talk about it right according to what we going through. And so I think it's... Uh, it's definitely hard for everybody, men and women, but I think for us it yeah. was the the male aspect of it because all throughout Scripture we see how the prophets and the teachers urge urge a lot of the young men in the churches as the church is starting out in the New Testament. Like, you guys have to be self-controlled. 
Like that's yep. that seems to be a big problem with young men. It's in Titus. Um, I'm gonna try to flip to the to the verse here while we're battling the wind and the things. Yeah, I can talk about the outdoors. Are you there? It. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Titus, Titus two is really cool. I actually love all of Titus, but Titus two. It talks about doing good for the sake of the gospel. This is the young church, and Paul's writing this to Titus and um, to the people in his church. talks about teaching the older men to do this, teach the older women to do this, teach the young women to do this. calls them to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and so on. And then he turns to the young men with the same thing, but it says, similarly, encourage the young men to be self-controlled. And that's all it says about the young men. Encourage them to be self-controlled. And so... That kind of speaks to what we're getting at here, how this is such a big issue amongst young people, both men and women, right there in Titus. And so I think hitting this home is, is a big reason why we put it off for so long because <laughs> right. we wanted to get it right. you know. And I think it's a simple direction. Like, you know, so many times in the Bible, in a verse, they have three different things you're supposed to be doing. Like, yeah, be kind, love, and be generous. Or Those are pretty much the same things. But... Um, it gives you three different things. This is simple. It says young men yeah. have self-control. Yeah. Like, you know your job right there, and that's it. You know, period. Have self-control. Yeah, um, for sure. So I think it gives us a direct uh, place to go. Um, but, yeah, uh, I I really, in the Bible, who I thought of when I was trying to study this was David mm. and um, mm-hmm. all the stuff he went through. Um, just with Bathsheba and yeah. Um, in the book, which I'll bring up later, um, it talks about kind of the uh, three or four reasons why um David didn't have good discipline and why he failed. Um, so we'll go over that then. Yeah, we can jump into that. Yeah, it's really cool, and I think David David's a good guy to to do that with because he. Man, he's got a cool story. Like, we've talked about him in so many episodes mm-hmm. just because he's got so much to offer. Um, it was requested that we go through the uh, story of David by one of our uh, good old fans. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. David's story, though, it's like it can be comprised into like two or three books. You know, you have First and Second Samuel, and then you go into Kings with Solomon, and that has glimpses of David in it. So it's mm-hmm. a big task. We'll yeah, have to, we'll have to really analyze that before we jump into that character study if we ever do that. Um, cool. But I think this, yeah, just to like set up the book before we jump into David, um, this whole idea of discipline and, and the first, our first chapter that Zach and I have, have gone through talks about like why, why do we have to be disciplined? Why do we have to do this? Um, and it, it's it's basically what we said last week like the world is broken the world is dangerous and it's sinful and it's deadly and we have to as first timothy 4 7 says we have to train ourselves to be godly whoa do you hear that what is that i don't know take cover we're sitting under the roof so we should be good okay i think we're good okay anyways you said that um godly train yourself to be godly um And, you know, discipline doesn't just mean, it doesn't just mean you pray the prayers, you you say the scripture. It's like, it's a daily struggle. It's a daily task to 
to become godly. It's not something that just happens. And the, the book we have uses a, a cool cool little example with Mike Singletary. You know, Mike Singletary, the Chicago um, played for the Chicago Bears, I think. I hope yeah, that's right. I did. really hope that's right. I'll do some research. Wow. Better be. I think I'm ninety nine percent sure it's the Chicago Bears. You're usually right. He was a defensive player there. Um huge like crazy guy just this not that not that big guy like six foot tall 220 but he was a beast and he was intimidating and the re- he contributed most of his success to being a disciplined student of the game so more than a player he studied film forever he said he would watch our book says he would watch game films and he'll run a single play 50 to 60 times and it would take him just three hours to watch just half of a football game. Three hours to watch half mm. a game. And he would do that every week. Every week, man. Every game he would watch that. Because he wanted to know each player's tendency. He wanted to know everything about everybody. And he wanted to pinpoint their weaknesses. He wanted to know, why is this guy going this way? Why is this guy going that way? And he was so focused. He was a student of the game. And I kept going back to that phrase, like, student of the game. That's, that's how we have to be about faith, too. Like that's what that's what they're using Mike Singletary as. Like that's the type of of intensity that you have to put towards your faith. You are a student. You're not you're not the teacher. You're not a pro, and you never will be. You're always learning, always yearning to get better and to know every single thing that's happening in this world, so that we can go out proudly and confidently, saying with the eyes of Singletary, like I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. But I have the word of God to be able to get me through it. And that's kind of what I took from that first part of our book here, um, setting up like, what is discipline? That's what it is right there. Just nonstop study, nonstop prayer, nonstop. It doesn't stop no matter how old or how scholarly you think you are, you know? And that's what I did. I went on his Wikipedia page and that's what he's known for. He's known for um, just the discipline he had, the study he put in, to each and every game and all of his work. They said he wasn't really that good of a athlete. He just <laughs> knew yeah. he just studied the game. He played he did play for the Bears. You were right. Yes. Um, I knew it. Played for eleven years and then after that, um, you can just see his discipline took him in great places. Um mm. he was a coach um for quick he's actually still a coach today, um, or was in twenty twenty, mm. so um, from 20, 2003 to 2020, for, so 17 years he's been a coach. So he's been a coach longer than he was a mm. um, a player. But could you imagine yeah. him being a coach? And Jeez. if he's that disciplined, like, he'd could be you imagine the practices guys. and yeah. stuff? Oh, my goodness. He'd be so on them, man. Yeah. But that's that's great. I mean, that's really cool. Um, well, here, let's, yeah. let's, uh, let me ask a question. So Go for it. What... Um, what right now do you think is the hardest thing or what breaks your discipline? Um, do you understand that question? Yeah, I gotta get okay. it. What breaks my discipline? Or um, what's the hardest thing for you to have a discipline on? Uh, okay. I'll give it, okay, should I, I give mine? That. Sure. And then maybe you'll understand. So... Right now, so I work, and I'm allowed to listen to music, and or have earbuds in, and so I listen to podcasts, 
and I can have things that either glorify God and make me a better Christian, and I can be all in for God like we talk about, um, but, and I need to have discipline to do that, but instead, I listen to baseball podcasts because I'm really into baseball, and um, because they're, they just seem like they would be more interesting to listen to, so therefore, and in the in the bo- podcast they swear and um, cuss and I don't know just do things that aren't very godly, and so that's where like my temptation goes mm-hmm. towards those things, and I try to be disciplined. Where I know if I listen to you know a good godly podcast that I will be fruit like the day will be fruitful. I mm-hmm. know I'll grow. Mm-hmm. So like, does that help you kind of pick your yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because, I mean, that's... It's not like there's anything wrong with listening to those podcasts, but it's the fact that you you choose them over the faith ones sometimes because of whatever reason. Right. Um, but, yeah, if we want to stay disciplined, it, it takes that, that extra step to say, you know what? Yeah, I want to listen to that podcast. But for me, it's kind of similar. I think it's for, like, uh, movies and shows and... Um, even just any videos like on YouTube or um, social media or, or yeah, like Netflix and things like that. Like um, I heard something one time, I don't know if it was in this book or a podcast, but saying that what we watch on TV and what we bar our children's children from saying like, Oh, you're not old enough to watch that yet. Um, but then we watch it at the same time. But like, is that, fruitful for us like are we old enough right you know are we should we be watching something we're telling our children not to watch because then they'll grow up and watch the same thing um guys you know what i'm gonna interrupt you jack what just happened we just had a like a hummingbird just fly oh, right over really? our heads that's pretty cool did maybe it? we got How the buzzing i thought it was a bee fast. yeah i thought it was a bee um Maybe we'll hear it on the Could pod Abby. sometime. <laughs> Abby's going nuts. That's how I, I kind of saw it. Wow, that's um, pretty cool. I've but yeah, sorry. Anyways, your shows and I, well, no, that's a good point. Where like kids, like, if you're telling your kids they can't watch a show, why should there's got to be a reason why they can't watch yeah. the show? So why is it that much? Is it that much like better for me to watch? You know, unless it's there's I don't know. Like I really don't know. And so the thing I'm I would I fade from is I think what. David happens to David in the book is this desensitization to the things of our world where if we say, you know what, it's okay if I watch this one time and then two weeks later you watch something else like, oh, it's okay, I I haven't watched this type of thing in a while and then over time that becomes normal and more normal and more normal until you collapse and you find yourself like looking at something you're like, what am I watching right now? Right. And you fall apart. It trickles down the line. Which yeah. is what the guy in our book talks about with David. Like, he fell apart because of this thing happened, this thing happened, this thing happened, and he never saw it coming because he wasn't disciplined in that area. And so I think that's, for me, that's a big place where I struggle and a big reason why I turned back to, like, discipline being so necessary um, in, like, being specific with your discipline. Like, yeah. what is it specifically I have to do here? Specifically with the podcasts I listen to. Specifically with the TV I watch. With um, the friends I hang out with. Whoa, mm. that's a big mm. one. Mm. Like... The relationships I'm in. Am I... Am I... Yeah. Am I hanging out with a friend or in a relationship that's... 
very edgy right now. It's fine right now, but it's edgy. And there's things that I'm like going along with but don't like. And then over time I get more comfortable with it. And then it's like, why why shouldn't I be able to do this? And then you get yourself in a place where you're like, where am I at, man? <laughs> like, where am I at with God? And you, you reevaluate everything. And then all of a sudden it's like, I need a revival. You know, I need a reawakening mm. in, of mm-hmm. faith, which is which is great. But it's never the point where we want to get to. We want to always be feeling that revival every day like man I'm this is awesome like wanting to be disciplined yeah you know in this book it talks about um what happened to David's life after um I'll I'll go through this and then I'll go through like what the four steps were of why David failed let's do that um but after after David did sin and he tried to fix it um it says in this book it kind of says that like he broke every commandment Mm. Um, because he was breaking the 10th commandment because he coveted a neighbor's wife, um, which then led him to commit adultery, which was yeah. the seventh commitment. Um, then in order to steal his wife, which he pretty much broke the eighth commandment, which is do not steal. Um, he committed murder and broke the sixth commandment. Mm. Um, and then it says he broke the ninth commandment by bearing fa- false witnesses against his brother. Um, which then brought him dishonor to his parents, um, which then broke the fifth commandment. Um, He's so just it, checking it goes off through, the list, man. And just by this one sin, um, in this book it says that he just broke all ten commandments. Yeah. And after his life, this is what I was getting to, um, he well, didn't really fight. have, it went downhill. Over oh, here. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, my um, goodness. The Redbirds winning. Oh, oh, oh. I actually can't see it. I know, but oh, it's, it's, it'd be cool to commentate. Dude, look at it. Oh, they're coming. They're ah! <laughs> <laughs> this is like, this is like real. We should chirp back. No, we shouldn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, wow, it crazy. seems like they're, we told them to go fight in the, the other arena down the yeah. street. Um, That's all right. But, um,. David, yeah. Yeah, he w- it went downhill after that. His baby died, the one that he had, which I, I wondered about that. I was like, I wonder what happened to that kid. Like, he grew up, the Bathsheba, the sin with Bathsheba. Oh, yeah. It, it says right here, the baby died. Well, yeah, but, died But um, I was just curious. And then the second baby with Bathsheba. Um, and then uh, his beautiful daughter, uh, Tamar, died. Um, and yeah. then... His son was murdered. Yeah. And it was just all these things. Um, there's a whole bunch of other things. Uh, David's reign lost the smile of God. His throne never reigned its former uh, stability. Mm-hmm. So, like, after that time, it just went all downhill. Um, it's like he cursed his family. Like, right. he had he had the line, you know, the line of Jesse. And we obviously know that his the line of David goes down to Jesus eventually. But... His immediate family suffered, and we're not sure. Like, yeah, he 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 sinned for sure. He dishonored God. I don't want to say his his sins faulted or led to you know, cursing his family. Like, oh yeah, that'd like his, be tough to get into. That that's a different discussion. Different podcast, yeah. But. But nonetheless, like they suffered uh, because of him. Like his the first baby that died, that was 
Nathan, the prophet Nathan rebuked him for his sins and said, it's going to cost you your baby, yeah. you know, but you will have another son. Don't worry. And we know that he went on. Oh, duh. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So wait, that was Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. The, the prophet Nathan yeah. comes to David after he commits adultery and says, uh-huh. hey, you've done, you know, the Lord is displeased with you and you're going to lose your son because of it. And the son died. But then David repents. And we get like that's a psalm, Psalm fifty one, where David repents to God, and and then God is looks at David's heart and is pleased with David, and still sees good in David's heart, mm-hmm. and so he grants him another son, which will go on to build the temple, Solomon's temple. I think Psalms fifty one has always been a good verse for us to turn to when really we've good been one. in temptation, yeah, or how when we've failed, um, to turn to that and see that God still has a heart for. David, and yeah. he still sees good in David. Well, the important thing is David, I mean, he stays with Bathsheba after it, Yeah, but he at least recognizes the sin. He is on his knees saying, Lord, like, I'm yours. This sin is always going to be before me. I know that, but I'm asking you for forgiveness. You, you choose to forget my sin, God, so I ask you to forget it. Help me move on with a pure heart, with a clean heart. Renew my spirit. I'm not bringing you a sacrifice um, like a lamb. Um, my sacrifice is my spirit. It's my broken spirit. So he's admitting all this. He's breaking down in front of God, and and God restores his, you know, the joy of his salvation. Right. Um, that's really cool. Like that. That's the thing we can. We're not. I'm not finishing the podcast. I'm just saying, like, no. leaving this episode, going into. Um, the rest of your days and weeks like psalm 51 for repentance is beautiful let's let's dive into it and let's figure out some let's ask some questions and figure out some answers so um let's go in this pat in this book of the disciple of a godly man it goes through this thing um lessons from a following king Mm. um so it talks about his life at the top yeah um he was a great guy. He was, you he know, was a giant slayer, right? He so how can king. you not be like he saved the whole entire city, yeah. and um, how can you not be a hero after that? And he then he fought the... in wars after that. Yeah, um, yeah. And we talked about how um, he King Saul was it? Yeah, Saul. King Saul. He yep. was humble. Um, he didn't fight. He didn't kill him when he had the chance to. Um, mercy. Yeah, he had mercy. And so this is just a guy that, you know, after all those things, I think he's just living in the, you know, what's the right word? Living in the... Yeah, he's... Um, the Palisades. He's a, he's a... He's a... He's living in the moment. No, like, he's... He's enjoying the, the splendors yeah, of his... Right. Yes. You know, wealth and his victories. And I mean, his we triumphs. look at celebrities now and they get to the top and, you know, they're all of a sudden they go nuts and then they crash yeah. down yep. and yep. they become broke within. Well, you think about you know, David, like time. he was a shepherd. He started out as a shepherd and he goes from then on. It's it's all goodness that God's pouring onto him. He, he you know, was a teenage heartthrob giant killer. And then he mm-hmm. goes on to um, be the greatest warrior in all of in all of Israel. And then even through his the hiding from Saul, he was still highly favored yeah. and popular. And he had his own army. As, he wasn't even a king. Yeah. Um, 
And then once Saul died, he becomes king, and, and he gets everything he ever wanted. And then, yeah, even as a king, he's Conquers Jerusalem and, and all this, and and then we... All that gets to his head, like Zach said, right. and, and then it comes crashing down. Yeah. Um, so going on from that, that high and mighty place, he becomes desensitized to the things of the world that God detests. Um, and the number one thing there is that he took multiple wives... Uh, he took multiple wives when he was king in Jerusalem. And in Deuteronomy 17, kings are called to refrain from that. They were called to refrain from, one, acquiring a lot of horses, two, taking many wives, and three, accumulating much silver and gold. Um, it's, not con- it's, it's not considered adultery when a king does it. It's no. legal, yeah, it's but legal. it's... Yeah. It's yeah, that's the thing. Like the it's culture, like it's legal in the culture. Yeah, right. It's legal in the world, but God does not. He detests it. He's mm-hmm. saying you cannot do this, um, and that's the starting point. Like for David, when we look, when he would, if he would look back on why he committed adultery, that's the starting point for him. Right. Um, it's one of those unwritten rules. Like everyone knows you're not supposed to do it. Like um, in baseball. Yeah. Like, if the bases are loaded and it's a 3-0 count, you're not supposed to swing. Yep. Yep. Or, beginning of the game, you step on the line. Ooh, yes. And then later in the game, you start to fall apart. Right. Or, another thing, if your guy's pitching a no-hitter and you go up to him and say something to him. Yes. Or mention the no-hitter and then he falls apart. But these are all superstitious things. Everybody turns back to what started it all. It was you. You stepped on the line. You talked to the guy about his no-no. <laughs> And David's like, oh, yeah, I took a couple wives. Which, wait, <laughs> by the way, uh, good job, John Means. That um, John Means, yeah. That podcast we posted last week, he did end up getting the no You got no-no, no. yeah. Um, if That's sweet. Y- if we're your news information. We um, literally called it like like five minutes after we ended the podcast. He yeah. threw it. Yeah. We should have just let the podcast run. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter. Back to David, yeah. So, um, yeah, he didn't really obey god's rules for him he had obviously we knew what got him um like what his sin was and it was the wives the women the sex yep um so then we go on to the uh, relaxation it talks about how david um was no longer in the war he was no longer a warrior he would just kind of sit at home and this was okay because he already fought a strong hard war Mm -hmm. So everyone respected him, so it was okay. But because he got out of his um, his routine, out of his um, everyday life, um, it 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 messed him up. Like you know, the story goes that he was just laying in bed one day, relaxing, and got up, went off on his roof, and was like, "Oh, oh, Bathsheba, um, who was taking a bath." Um, and instead of like doing a like a one second look like oh oh wow she's um she's taking a bath and looking away yep. he did like a creepy stare and looked at her longer and then it was yeah and it then led, he kept going yeah. it led to getting the servant and having the servant go get um Bishiba. but the thing is like it didn't he didn't wake up that day and was like oh i'm going to commit adultery today exactly like he didn't say that that's why this the book goes to this and then relaxation like he's complacent he doesn't think he has to work for anything anymore or like 
seek God out for wisdom, for discernment, for advice. And that's what gets us a lot of the time. Like, we get so complacent with the things of the world and where we're at in our walk. And we're like, man, I'm good. Everything is great in life. I can just take a little, take a breath. Mm. But God's saying, no, dude, that's that's when the devil yeah. wants you. Right. Like, he is he's a prowling lion waiting for that. That's what he's waiting for is for you to let your guard down and say, I'm good. And then he comes at you with everything he's got. And you're like, where the heck did that come from? You know, then you're lost. You ever, when you started riding a bike, you know, when your dad was holding on and you know, like without the training wheels and you're like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then your dad lets go and then it gets wiggly again. And then you're like, dad, no, no, no. I think that's a lot of what we're going through right now is we hold God's hand and we, God gets us to the top. I, you know, he gets us to that point. Uh, because we're with him that whole time, and then we're like, yeah. I got it, God. I got it. And so God doesn't let go. It's just like you ride away from God. Yeah, we run and away. then the, that's when the devil takes control, and you're like, that's when you fail. Good and analogy. You fall. That was really good. Thank I you. Like that. Um, so what what do we need to do, Jack? Like, if we stop right here and we look at you and I's life, um, yeah, we can see that when we relax, when we take a breath, um, that's when the devil gets us. So does it mean running down, knowing our routine, knowing like what are we going to do today? How are we going to discipline ourselves today to become closer to God? It's like like this guy says in the book, Kent Hughes, um, it's about working up, working up our inner selves, working up our mind. Every part of our body has got to be on guard. Our mind has to be disciplined. Our body has to be disciplined to endure the troubles of the day. Every like our our focus, our eyes, our mouths, everything we say, all of that has to be, you know, fine tuned every day. We're tightening the screws every single day because through the day we get busted and we get loosened and we fall into sin and sin creeps in. And so we have to be striving for I'm waking up today, Lord, like please tighten my spirit and tighten my body up to endure this day and i know that there's gonna be trials and there's gonna be troubles but i'm yours i'm your servant so it's a matter of daily coming back to him and once we get a day where we are we wake up and we just run the day like it's like it's our own that's when we're stuck and that's the desensitized part then we get to relaxing and then we're like confronted and attacked by the devil like none before like what happened man Right. And, uh, well, so Dietrich Bonhoeffer has a quote in this book. Yeah. Um, he's, he's making the observation about lust, um, but it's a great quote. Um, yeah, he says, Satan this. does not fill us with hatred of God, but the forgetness, forgetfulness of God. Yeah. I love that. I he doesn't make that. us hate God. He just says. The forgetfulness. Yeah. Like, who's God? Yeah. Like, he makes you forget it. When you are the most Dude. tempted, he says, why do you have to be. No, who's yeah. God? Like that's so true. Have fun. And with lust, that's a cool thing too, because right. like you get so stuck, and your eyes get stuck, and you look back, and you're like, I wasn't even thinking about God. Mm-hmm. Like He wasn't even in my mind. And that's what Bonhoeffer's saying here. And this this idea of like fixating on it. Like David was up on that roof. He was relaxed. He was calm. He took one look, and he was like, Oh, that's pretty good. And he took another look, and he's like fixed. Right, and he's he staring at her, in. and everything devil's like, 
Thank Devil's you. in his brain. Thank you. God's gone. The gate's right. open. Yeah. I'm running in. I'm running wild. And that's exactly what he did. He just took hold of David and said, I'm not letting you go, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting you go. Um, and through that, he, he, he was, David was contemplating everything through that. And like we do, like, like, oh, this is, this could be really, I could enjoy this a lot. But at the same time, oh, I don't know about Uriah. He's my best friend. You know, he's been through everything with me. And, and, but then, oh, but at the same time, like, look at her, man. She's amazing. Like, oh, man, what, what could we do together? Like, that would be awesome. And then back to Uriah, like, oh, what about Uriah? You know, I know that guy so well. Like, this is this idea, like, back and forth. The R- devil's, like, leading this. Right, but I think, I think he's so fixed on it. Like, he's like, dang, that's a good-looking girl. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm the king. I have all this. Why can't I have all that? Like, I'm just going to go for that. Um, so, but when we are in that state of mind, when we are fixed, fixed uh, fixation, I don't know. Yeah, good. When we're fixed on yeah. something, how do we, how do we get unfixed? Like, what's our, do we have like God Man, just. And that's the hardest thing. Like once we're in a fixated state of mind, whether it's anything like watching a movie or, or lusting at someone or, um, geez, focused on work. Like, like it's, it's your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, I can't step away now. I can't step away. Like, I can't, I can't leave what I'm looking at right here. Uh, that's the hardest thing to get out of, dude. But, um, yeah, I don't know the answer. I would I say, do. well, I don't, oh, you not, the I'm not, a, sh- the not a sure answer. But, um, <laughs> something that's helped me is someone accountable. Like, yeah, first admitting yeah. your faults, like admitting, Hey, I'm wrong here. If it happens once, like then tell, tell your accountability partner tell i'm gonna tell jack i'm gonna say jack dude like i really screw up at this point so if you ever see me like if i'm fixed then just you need to step in and say something um and Mm. sometimes you know like maybe maybe i'm like we're at a baseball game and a a girl walks by and my eyes start to wander and jack's like hits me you know (laughs) he's like zach and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 okay, baseball, yeah, okay, we're here. <laughs> like, something like that is yeah. what I'm thinking. Like, have remember that the, accounti- accountability partner. Yeah, remember the story? We we had our youth leaders growing up and um, in youth group, and they told us about stories of when they were in high school. Yeah. How they they were always, like, best buddies, and they'd walk around in class together, and every time someone would look at a look at a girl and be staring for quite a while, they would all shout, like, eyes, eyes. Right. And they would... Uh, they would get, they were like, oh, yeah, straighten up. Like, right. they were keeping each other accountable in the moment, which is so good. Um, and when you're with someone, that's that's all you have, that's all you want to ask for. Like, please keep me accountable. Or if you know you're going into a situation where you're going to be faced with sin, exactly. shoot someone a text and say, hey, can you be praying for me? Or, or Before you get to the fixation yes, part. Yes. When you're in the relax and relax. Because you know you might, you've been desensitized in life and you're like, you know sin's there. You know it's going to be there. Uh-huh. You text them and say, hey, can you call me in like 10 minutes just right. to make sure, you know, my mind's good or, or I'm, I'm going to let you know like I'm going to be driving with this girl for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I got to, for work, I got to take her somewhere. Um, I'll be there 30 minutes and back in this time. If I'm not back in this time, can you call me and, and, you know, make sure she's out of my car and we're right. good, you know, like that type of accountability when you're not with someone um, and you're alone, that's huge. And this is all like if you don't have, the, I think the first parts, well, 
are self-discipline. Yeah. Like staying yeah. on track is self-discipline. When you can no longer, you need to admit that, hey, I can no longer self-discipline myself. Yes. Um, I need help from someone else. Yep. Um, so that's when you would go out um, and mm-hmm. help get discipline from someone else. Um Man. But then it just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, then, David falls apart. Right. I mean, and it just all goes downhill. He realizes what happened and he tries to fix it. Yep. And just from there, it just goes He's, all He thought downhill. he was just going to be able to sleep with her, nothing said. Right. And she tells him, hey, I'm pregnant. And, and he then goes, he's, oh, whoa. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, let me bring your husband home and... It all, yeah, dude. What? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The lengths he goes to to cover this up, like, he's not, like, sin has not left him yet. He's pleading with Uriah, like, come sleep with your wife. You just got back from war. You should go sleep with her so that you can cover up the pregnancy. And Uriah is such a noble guy. He's like, I can't sleep with her knowing my my comrades are out there in battle. Like, I can't go home with my wife. How can you say that? That just shows how much he loves, like, his love for his wife, Uriah, is so even with other people in this world. Uh, and how his, his love for God is so much greater. I just, I think that's cool for Uriah's story. Yeah. But anyway, David goes on and, and ultimately can't get him to sleep with his wife. So he tells the commander of his army, go leave Uriah out where the fighting's fiercest and leave him there to die. Right. And in the in their book, um, it talks about the myth of the greener grass. And it kind of talks about how David, um, the, it's this guy's theory that David didn't know he was doing wrong. Mm. In his mind, he was just, you know, he saw a lonely woman and he was like, eh, I'll give her something she needs. Yeah. Um, maybe she just needs someone to love on, you know, since her husband's at war. So he thought he was helping her out. And then when he got her pregnant, he was just thinking, oh, I'll bring her husband home and, you know, no one will ever know. Like he was just doing it like it was no problem at all. Yeah. I think after after he did everything, he's like, crap, like, okay, I screwed up. And that's when we get Psalms 51 is when he goes and he confesses to God. I think the biggest thing like with David and this whole thing is that he never would have sinned if he knew what was coming. If he knew the end result, like all of us, if we know what's going to happen if we sin, we would never abandon God's word. Right. If we know like someone would die because of our sin or my baby would die because of my sin. Why would I ever sin, man? That's what this guy says here in the book. Like, I believe, he says, I believe with all my heart that few, if any, would ever stray from God's word if they could see what would follow. Um, and that's that's a really cool place in that chapter, I think. Um, As we wrap up here, Jack, Yeah. what... What would be your advice for discipline? If someone is trying to figure out discipline after we read through this book and just our life so far, yeah. what what kind of advice would you give them? I think the number one thing, like you said, is accountability. It has to be number one. If you're struggling with something right now and you know you don't have discipline in this area, go to someone that you can trust, someone that you can rely on, and ask them, confess to them, first of all. Like, meet up somewhere private. Let them know this is heavy on your heart and say, I I can't do this alone. I trust you. I, I I love your faith. I love how you love God. I want to get through this with you because I can't do it by myself. Mm. Um, the devil is stronger than me. You know, that's a good place to admit that. The devil is stronger than you, but you are not. The devil is not stronger than, than God 
with you you know like you're you with god you can overcome that um so accountability with others is huge and praying praying daily praying for your own um keeping your mind in the right spot yeah (laughs) always like praying for that um admitting your sins and then saying lord please bless me please please take over today um and another thing like if it gets to the point where you are struggling with something so much that it is taken over cut it off man yeah. There's that verse in Matthew um, or Mark, uh, Mark nine forty seven says, "If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out, because it's better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye, than have two eyes and be thrown into hell." You know, right. we've talked about this before. Like, we might get flip phones, flip phones in the Jesus, future because, like, we don't need everything that causes us to fail. So, let's get a flip phone and it's, say and cut our hand off right. and say like. This is all we need. You know, this is all we need and leave it at that, you know. It's going to be a real thing. Flip phones for Jesus. It's going to be real. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. It's like that um uh in Fireproof, if you watch the movie, he takes his computer outside. He reads this verse and then he grabs his computer, takes it outside and puts it on a table and just starts beating it with a bat <laughs> and then throws yeah. it away. I think the neighbor saw him and was like, Caleb, <laughs> man, honey, yeah, I don't want you. That's what out it is, dude. If you guys are video game addicts and all you do is play all day, and you're failing at your faith with God, throw it away. Smash the Xbox, smash the PlayStation, give it to a buddy. Right. <laughs> you know. So now, <laughs> yeah, so they can fail. Um, yeah. my my one piece of advice would be, um, make it a game. Like, go go one step further. Say it is video games, and you're like. Man, I'm going through video game. You say you're trying to get off the video games, trying to play less video games. Um, be like, today I'm only going to play an hour. Mm. And then, you know, the next day it's 55 yeah. minutes. Like, try to get or better tell, yeah, each and, and every day. Yeah, and tell someone, like, I'm trying to play an hour of video games today. Call me in an hour and tell me to stop. You right. You know, that's, it's that one-two one, two movement, you know. I'm going to do this. I need your help with it. Count your days. Count your victories. Um, just keep going. Like, if it's porn, be like, one more day. Like, you know what? I didn't do it this day. I didn't do it that day. You know, we're going five days straight right now. Let's make it six. Let's make it seven. Like, count your victories. Count the yeah, days day when you beat it. Because um, that's it. One day at a time, man. Because the devil, will get he gets you every day. That's and it right. never stops. But we're going to stop. <laughs> we're going to wrap it up here. Um... Thank you guys so much for listening. If you made it this far, wow, thank you. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. You can. We have a Twitter. Um, you can look at it. It's not very active, but you can at least look at it. Um, you can also see all this stuff down in the description. Abby does a great job of putting it there so you don't have to go very far. So just go down there and click on stuff, see what's up, and stay with us. See you guys. See ya.